Welcome to Cognitive Dissonance. My name is John, and on this podcast, we take a look at the question, why do we so often have simultaneously conflicting or contradictory views of ourselves and our behavior? Today's topic is related to morality, and specifically motivations for pro-social or positive behaviors. Everywhere we look, we can find financial incentives to participate in certain positive behaviors. There are tax deductions for donating to charity, student discounts for good grades, and rebates for writing reviews or using eco-friendly products. Now, without the financial reward, all of these behaviors are beneficial to yourself or other people. They're pro-social, meaning that they are beneficial to society in some way. And this means that they they should be undertaken whether they come with a reward or not. Now, the feelings of pride and signaling that you're a good person, paired with the impacts of the behavior, should be enough for people to partake in them. So why do we need a financial incentive to engage in these behaviors? And does the financial incentive actually have a negative impact on the pro-social nature of the behavior or how we view ourselves? A group of researchers from the University of Pennsylvania and the University of Chicago ran experiments looking at signaling motives for good behaviors and whether people would seek incentives for engaging in those good behaviors. They described the results in their paper, Forgoing Earned Incentives to Signal Pure Motives. In their first experiment, participants were paid $2 to write a nice card to a child who was in the hospital over the holidays. They then were asked if they were willing to forego the money that they had earned after writing the card with either encouragement to treat the joy that they were sharing with the child as their reward, thereby highlighting intrinsic motivations. They, were, they could have been encouraged to treat their practice writing a letter as the reward, or they were given no additional prompting. And the researchers found that the participants who were reminded of, this, of the intrinsic motivations behind writing the cards gave up more money than participants in the other conditions. And this is because people like to project an image to themselves and to others of being a person with altruistic motives, untarnished by money. A second experiment that the researchers performed had participants complete a four-week exercise program put together by a nonprofit seeking to promote exercise, and participants were paid to complete this program. Afterwards, they were given the choice to keep their earnings or forego them by donating, by donating them back to the nonprofit. Some participants were told to treat the healthy habits they created as the rewards, uh, i.e. the intrinsic motivations, and others were not given any additional suggestions other than being given the option to donate. Once again, participants were more likely to forego their monetary rewards when reminded of intrinsic motivations. The, the participants wanted to signal their altruistic motives to others as people who do good things to do good things, not necessarily for money. Now, we can see that financial incentives may help to initially engage people in pro-social behaviors, but the intrinsic benefits of the activities and reflecting an identity of being a good citizen, being a good person, are more important than the money. Another interesting study performed by researchers at Yale University and Stanford University a couple years ago, titled Good Deeds Gone Bad, 
found that people judge others who receive rewards for their work as selfish and self-serving, even if the behavior itself was perfectly altruistic. In fact, in some instances, participants rated pro-social actions that earned payments as even more selfish than clearly non-pro-social acts. This shows the importance of signaling to others that you are an altruistic, non-selfish person, unless you want to open yourself up to the harsh judgment of your peers. I'd like to talk about one more real-world example of this occurrence of foregoing financial incentives to highlight intrinsic motivations. I'm personally fond of an organization called Crew. It's a Christian ministry group located on college campuses all across the world. A primary goal of Crew is to reach students and care for their needs physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I believe it has a pro-social purpose at its core. But as you might imagine, it can be hard to incentivize college students to join new or unfamiliar groups. My friend Kristen, who's a team leader and a staff member with Crew, has designed an interesting way to get college students involved in Crew that utilizes the same psychological principles we've discussed here today. Thanks for joining me, Kristen. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me, John. So let's imagine we're on a college campus at the beginning of the school year. Tell me a little bit about how you look to reach new students about joining crew. We like to conduct short surveys during the first couple days of classes that we use to gauge interest in crew. The way we get students to fill out the surveys is by raffling off a $100 Amazon gift card to people who complete the surveys. $100 Amazon gift card? Sounds like an amazing prize. Yeah, we know that Amazon is popular with college students, and we know how tantalizing an easy $100 can be. So you get people's attention with a financial incentive, but there are more reasons than just winning a gift card to talk with staff on crew, right? Of course, and we use our opportunities to communicate what crew represents and how students could grow personally, professionally, and spiritually through crew, not to mention all the opportunities to give back to the community and impact other students' lives too. Have you found that once the financial incentive to join is gone, that students stay in crew? Some people certainly engage with us only for the chance to win the prize, but we've seen countless numbers of students fall in love with crew once they see all the positive identity traits we want to help them grow in. And they stay with us for all four years of their college experience. So they're willing to stay for the intrinsic benefits once the money's taken away? Yes, that's exactly it. And that's what sustains our organization, people who want to be true to their desires and to grow spiritually and love those around them. That is super encouraging to hear. Thanks for joining me today, Kristen, and sharing about a real life example of encouraging beneficial choices through a financial reward, only to show the intrinsic benefits of those choices. It was great to talk with you. Same with you. I think Kristen's experience has some awesome implications for the way organizations can motivate participation in service-based work. Because if nonprofits were to utilize raffles or other payments as rewards for volunteering or donating, they would see their community engagement increase. And by doing so, they're teaching more people about the benefits of their mission, highlighting the, and they're also highlighting the pro-social and intrinsic benefits of participating. Based on the research conducted and from Kristen's experience, these nonprofits could then take away the financial incentives but still retain the same or similarly 
increased levels of participation and thrive as an organization. It could also help individuals when they see their friends giving up rewards offered for good behavior and then be motivated themselves to do the same behaviors. Because in order to signal yourself to be a pro-social person to others, you have to give up the rewards. But that is a price worth paying. Thanks for joining me on Cognitive Dissonance.